Welcome to Under Further Review. I'm Kata, here with producer Mike Rose. What's up? And we are so, so excited to be bringing you part two of our interview with Mikey C. Um, this interview was conducted last week, um, kind of on a whim when Mikey C was like, oh yeah, I know I gave you a bunch of good stuff before, but I can give you more and more recent stuff. And I was like, that's fine, but I'm not giving you a pass. We're still going to release the first interview. So um, I let uh, I let Mike Rose come in on this call because I figured that they would have a lot to talk about, and they did. Um, we had a blast just kind of catching up with him, hearing how uh, quarantine and this whole world that we're all living in has treated him, um, going back to work, which is interesting, something that a lot of us still haven't done yet, but he's still he's going back into the studio now. Um, and previewing, talking just very lightly about his new podcast with the Levitard and Friends Network, uh, the Weekend Observations Reunion, which is going to launch sometime in the next couple of weeks. Um, a lot of, again, <laughs> more stuff about dating. Uh, he also had a really <laughs> bizarre experience with beard dye. Um, I, I, we, we've promised to help him figure this out. So I'm really excited. If you guys have any suggestions for Mikey C, please feel free to throw them in the comments and I will forward them along. Um, it, it kind of definitely took us off guard. Um, this conversation in many, many ways took us off guard, but um, as predicted, <laughs> Mike Rose, you had a really, you, you and Mikey C had, had a really deep few conversations and um, kind of unpacked his psychology. He's, he's just very, he's so much trepidation for someone with simultaneously so much confidence. I love Mikey C. I want Mikey, like, here's the thing. If Mikey C and I just kind of came to an understanding, if he was feeling it, like, he had me as a kid when he was, like, 18 or 17, and it was, like, messy, and, like, the, the, the girl left and so we're just kind of like hanging out I would roll with that lie you're saying that you you like want Mikey C as like a father figure okay so that's complicated like I more <laughs> like a I you think I could do I think this is this is just crazy I mean could Mikey C be like a daddy figure it's different Okay, but when, here's the thing though, like I'm, hang on, I'm not gonna let you off the hook about this though, because when you call <laughs> someone a daddy, it means something very, very different than when I call I know. a daddy. I, I know, okay, so I think like, like, yeah, but it's very, so like there's daddy, there's daddy, and then there's father, so I guess not father, because that's a lot, but like, I guess not daddy. I think daddy, like the middle ground of like, we're probably not going to have any sex, but like he will, I will refer to him as, as daddy in like public scenarios. That's what I want. Mm. I want that. I like that daddy. He also just like, I, he, he's, he's the perfect amount of, of um, emotionally vulnerable that I just like love talking to him. I want to know what this kid is so afraid of kid as if he's like my age. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, because he, because he acts like a kid. It's one of, one of the things I think I find most compelling about him is like his inherent Peter Pan syndrome. And, um, and by the way, and this sounds like we're like psychoanalyzing this guy, like we have any expertise whatsoever, but it's fun because it feels when we talk to him, 
like a group like therapy session and for for all of us for all parties mm -hmm. involved but but you're right that is a really good question what is mikey c so afraid of you know I, uh, if i had to take a guess and i you know i i would have asked but ultimately it was like if someone asked me the question that question i would have been like i don't know if i knew what i was afraid of you think i'd be here struggling so much no so it's like, I think it's a question that no one really has a, an answer to. But if I, if I were to like roll the dice and, and, and get a Yahtzee out of it, I would probably say, here's the thing. I would say it's failure, but Mikey C loves to put himself in positions to fail, which is why we get along so well. <laughs> He's going to love this. He's just going to love this conversation. Oh my God. Well, he just like, and I like empathize. Like I like putting myself into in positions that I inevitably am not going to do well. And I think we both do that because the alternative is put ourselves in positions to succeed, which then here's the difference. You put yourself in a position you should succeed in and you fail as opposed to putting yourself in a position to, to fail and fail. Knowing you're going to fail beforehand is a lot easier to deal with than knowing when you're going to fail when you weren't supposed to. Well, well, and, and I hear you there, and, and I kind of agree, but, you know, on the flip side of this conversation has consistently put himself in positions of change, too, like deciding to take the leap and turn around your, your career aspirations or, you know, deciding that it might not be super funny that people are joking around that you're going to die of lung cancer tomorrow, you know, and, and deciding to like hit the gym and do all that stuff. And there's a lot of, I can't believe I'm saying this and I kind of just want to throw up a little bit in my mouth, but there's a lot of lessons on personal growth to be taken from Mikey C too. And I mean, it's so exciting to see now he's going to get this new spotlight. Um, the great thing about Mikey C and I think like all my, all these straight boys, all you straight boys watching, watch this man hold himself accountable and change. It's one thing for Mikey C to be like, oh yeah, I did this and it definitely wasn't great. And he admits it. Mm -hmm. And it's great. It's just like, I think people really undervalue that, especially um, when it like pertains to like masculinity. It's, it's not like a typical trend. Um, and so I, I think it's one of my favorite things about Mikey C is he really does take that like effort and that time to like reflect on himself. And it, it's like a very, like a very rare trait in a man and I find it very endearing. No, and you know what, on, uh, on top of that, you're absolutely right. I think there's a lot to be said about, you guys heard a lot in the first interview, you know, the anxieties that he sees or would see if he saw like the, the bubble that pops up when you're texting and you're like waiting for a response or whatever. Um, it, and, and that kind of like, I guess for lack of a better word, those insecurities, but also, um, I think something that you guys will continue to hear in this interview is like the constant psychoanalysis of, you know, what went wrong or what could have been better or whatever is definitely difficult, but it, it, it shows something about him and that he's, he's a very thoughtful person in a lot of ways. And if he can't pinpoint what went wrong, he starts to ask the questions. Um, and, and I think that while that can at times be like a very unhealthy thing and like, you know, as far as letting things go, um, it's an extremely healthy thing in, in making things better for yourself. So 
I, I mean, I don't, again, this is all from perspective of like a journalist. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. You guys take, please take all of our words for a grain of salt. But yeah, he's, he's just a great character. But, but anyways, I don't want to spoil the interview. We're going to talk about all of that with Mikey C. Um, we hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Um, if, uh, if you have any additional questions for him, feel free to hit us up because as you'll hear in this interview, um, he's going to come back and talk to us again in about a month. Um, we've got a lot of exciting content coming for you guys in between those days, though. So if you have questions for us about fantasy football, about your relationships, about anything, you guys can shoot us an email at helloufr at gmail.com. Um, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at UFRVodcast. Um, slide into those DMs. We're trying to, to be there as much for you guys as possible. And if there's anyone that you guys want to have on the show and hear us talk to, um, definitely shoot us suggestions too. Um, but we've got some really great programming coming for you guys. So please enjoy part two of our interview with Mikey C. Thank you, Mikey, for um, all of your time and for being an awesome friend. I feel like we're friends. Do you think that's fair, Mike? Are we friends with Mikey C now? I'm obsessed with Mikey C. If Mikey C is not my friend, that's going to be a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll like shoot him a text later and confirm, but I'm pretty sure. So um, you guys enjoy. Uh, get out there and register to vote. Hi, Mike. Mike. Hi. <laughs> hey, you guys. Hi. How you doing? Hey, Mike. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Mikey. How's it going? My earrings are falling out. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, I had such a day. The past two days, I thought this meeting was like going to be cursed. What? Oh, well, you had this dentist sitch. What? What the hell happened to your mouth? Right? My tooth hurt. And it's like I had a root canal done to it. So there's like no root. So I don't know how it could hurt. That made no sense. But I guess like I had like a bad tooth in the back that was like making it shoot all the way to the front and like making the crown like uh, forget the technical term for it. Making the crown hurt. So I had to get this pulled and I had to get my crown fixed again. That's so annoying. Yeah. And I'm still sore. And then today sucked. And then I just got home, right? A little while ago. And like the internet was out. I was like, oh my God, I cannot tell her that I have no internet. <laughs> like you would kill me. Ugh. No, it would be fine. Like yesterday was a lot. Look at Mike's background. That's cool. My tapestry? <laughs> Holy shit, that's going to be distracting. <laughs> I'm going to feel like I'm in space. <laughs> I love it. I really do love smoking a bowl and sitting here and staring at this. Oh, I bet, right? <laughs> and I love it. It's not just like the stereotypical starry night. It's actually something different. I like that. It's like lanterns <laughs> and shit. It's like right? kind of sexy. I don't know. Very tangled. Tangled? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very, very Disney's tangled. <laughs> LOL. Um, uh, and then today, Kata, we're not like this doesn't count right here. Where's my lighter? Hold on, I need a cigarette to tell it. <laughs> that bad, huh? Oh, it's so bad. I gotta hear your, your adventures in quarantine dating, because the last time we talked, I looked at your Tinder profile. It was a good, it was a good Tinder profile. It was oh, impressive. Dude, I, you should see it now. I'm killing it on Tinder. 
Lots I'm of like, matches in Bristol, Connecticut. <laughs> like Tinder, like finding matches now is not like a difficulty, but there's just, uh, just the, like, I don't know. It's just, I can't, I think it's harder to be better looking. I think I had better luck being uglier. I don't, no offense, but hot chicks are more fucked up than like less hot chicks. <laughs> I don't know. They're just very, they're very self, believe it or not, they're like a lot less confident than ugly chicks. Not that I dated ugly chicks either, but. On the flip side of that, though, Mikey, you're the first man I've even looked at because they're all trash. Because they're (laughs) 2019. So, I mean, I don't think anyone's out here doing great. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's it like dating right. I don't know how people do it. I've got I've got this one friend who she's been dating this guy who she she met him once in person. She met him on like Tinder or Bumble or something. She met him. Oh, is this going to be like oh they men they were perfect? Go ahead. Well, <laughs> no, no. So they had like one date and it was like right as quarantine was starting and they like kissed on that date, but they were like both super like nervous about it because like COVID and blah blah blah. Anyways, they hadn't seen each other in like, I don't know, three months, but like, we're still talking every day, like things were good. And like, they were getting to know each other. And now they've recently started to actually see each other again. And like, he won't touch her. It's like, so weird. And this is clearly like a specific to this guy kind of like, hypochondria situation. But like, because of the whole COVID thing? Yeah, but they spend time together. They like go places together. They he just he won't kiss her. He won't touch her. It's bizarre. And it's one of those things like, you know, you kind of want to make some concessions because anxiety is a little bit higher right now because of everything going on in the world. But mm-hmm. like, I just dating right now, it just, it seems impossible. I'm like, why don't you go and find someone else to hang out with? And she's like, I don't know where to begin. I don't know where to begin, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not like you can go like to a bar even like or anything and like just see people. Right. Mm-hmm. Have you been like going and physically like dating people, like sitting in a room with them and like having conversations? When I'm one, I finally went on one. I'm like, there was like tons of chicks that I've talked to. Sure. But um, yeah, which is the worst because I think girls hate that. And you know, you know, if you want to start, we can get it into all that now. Sure. I just wanted to give Mike the disclaimer about this other why I why I become so psycho about dating and looks and stuff. <laughs> My therapy brain is already rolling. Is I it? already oh, have so good. much. To, I have, I'm already thinking of so much to ask you. Oh, don't get girls. Oh. You know what I often think about in these situations is that like what things are actually reflections of us and what are just completely reflections on other people. You know, like. Well, that's why and, you know, Kata, you could lend some insight on this as a female. I'm like a lot of. I'm convinced a lot with women that you guys will just. Like you, you guys do something in your head where you convince yourself, okay, I want to date this person or I'm going to like this person. And no matter, you know, pretty much what the red flags or what causes not to, you're pretty much going to set like, I'm going to do this. I mean, all right. So I, I guess there's some insight to that. I think it's like, first off, like it's hard to see the red flags once you like, once that flips like the switch flips and you're like oh like I'm after this like like my most recent relationship was very much like that I was like I'm gonna date you and there's nothing you can do about it and I just bugged him until he agreed to start dating me um Mm. 
that's actually like a thing that happened. Um, right. Maybe not that extreme or maybe that extreme. Yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, to some degree, I think that's true. I just, and like, I don't mean to like generalize here or anything, but like every girl has been in that relationship where it's like, Oh, well, you know what, this is wrong with you, but like, I can fix that, you know? Yeah. There's that too. And, and so that's, that's a big part of it. And I think people got to get it wrong. How come I can't have the things that girls want to fix? I've got plenty of wrong with me. How come girls don't want to fix me? <laughs> That's a very good question, Mike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wonder if people just need, like, people sometimes got to get it wrong before they get it, got to get it right, you know? Like, I can say, like, I have gotten it wrong every time. But, like, you know, I'm not sorry. <laughs> getting it wrong <laughs> is fun. That's, like, a part of the point of dating. right like the fun part but getting it right sucks a lot too sometimes like and that's something that we don't talk enough about as a general society is like, like getting it right sucks is that what you just said yeah because like when it's right like it's great and everything's fine and then it's like now what boring right is boring i want right to get it wrong boring. every time <laughs> i like mike <laughs> He's my, he's everything that, that I hope to be. And that's why I try to just spend as much time with him as possible. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I completely hear you there. That's, I, it's too hard to date period, but I just, I don't know how people are doing it right now. Well, the thing is like, now like, and I'm like, like in my, like now that I'm like 40, I know Mike, it's hard to believe. Um, like, I'm like, all right, it's time to freaking like, I'm not even, like, I, I I bring up this chick, but I'm like, all right, I got to do whatever I've been doing wrong. I got to do it right now. But um, I don't know. These girls that I'm meeting on Tinder aren't aren't freaking helping. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, um, I hear you. I wonder if there's, there's a struggle, too, when it comes to dating about, like, are we looking for someone to date to have as a companion? Or are we looking to find someone to like add to what we already have. You know, I feel like that's like, I get put myself in the circumstance where I'm like, I want a date. Like I want it, I want it, it'll be so much fun. And then I get into these relationships that are garbage. And they're just lame and stupid and like not at all what I needed, but really my standards just kind of lower to somebody, the quickest option, which is like, I mean, the messiness is kind of cute for like a month or two, but then after that, I'm like, I'm bored. Yeah. That's the thing. I think, I think you're right. I think like people like are a lot of times in like both places where they want to something that to add to their life, like somebody to add to their life, or they want somebody to, to almost be their life. Right. Um, which, which sucks, but there's lots of that out there. Well, it's hard to like in some relationships, like, you know, you take on like the role of like the alpha where you know, it's your world and they exist in it. And then others, it's a little bit more malleable, but, um, but that's where things like, like, I know like you're beating yourself up about this, but like, mm. you know, in the sense of, you know, now you're like going to the gym and stuff and that's like, maybe it had that kind of motivation before, but now you're like so regular about it. And that's like healthy self-improvement, right? Yeah. That's why like, I knew like when I, was going to do this, like, all right, I'm just going to go to the gym and try and get ripped and buff and everything. I knew it wouldn't be a bad thing. I knew it wouldn't hurt me in the long run. It's not like I, you know, that's why I figured, okay, this will at least be a good adventure to go on. 
um but i'm finding out like gym like chicks don't really like gym guys any more than they like ugly guys like That's you kind of hinted at that from the beginning mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. uh one of these tinder girls um that i i, I met like um she wanted to talk on the phone and all this. She was a big phone talker, which I'm not a big phone talker. And I was like, okay, I got to go do sit-ups. And she was like, totally freaked out. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, oh, and she told me, she's like, oh, you're totally my type. I like a guy with muscles and everything. I'm like, well, if you don't let me do sit-ups, I'm not going to have muscles. So let me go. And like, that, that was just, you know, one night, but that's like where things went. She wouldn't, she like freaked out every time I went to go work out, like, and not, like because it was taken away from talking to her so that didn't work out i'm like honey that's a thing though like i mean every girl likes the idea of like super hot like buff ripped guys but like also that's a lot to live up to well like i was totally cool because she and she was beautiful i'm like all right this could be something she was a gorgeous chick she was like i totally like guys are in shape and everything and i'm like all right that's cool but um but like and it's not like i'm that much of a gym freak i mean just because i wanted to go twice a day isn't that big a deal <laughs> no but no sometimes i actually did want to go just so i didn't have to talk to her because i'm not a phone talker but that's another thing that it, it, when you meet these people on tinder there's either two types there's either the kind that love to text which is probably where i'm at i just love to text because you could do a million things in text i could work out in text i could play video game i could do laundry in text like I, I'm a total texter, which a lot of girls don't like. Um, and I also, uh, I also like, uh, I, I also don't like to like. Girls like to like be asked out on a date, like within like the first like three like nights of talking to them. And I'm not into that, only because this girl that I was really into, like, like I want somebody who's like a friend. Don't isn't that like a good like way to face things? hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm 100% in agreement on that. Like, there's no point in the relationship if you're not, like, if you don't have that, like, best friend level of comfort. Yeah. And with, I tell you, smoking, I don't know, that's what I really need to quit. Because, like, I can never be totally comfortable around a girl if I can't just light up a cigarette. Yeah. So I need to find a girl who's, like, okay with that. Even if I could just jewel. I could jewel, I guess, around people, but... I'm curious to know why why you would need to smoke a cigarette when talking to a girl. Oh, Mike, I get super nervous. <laughs> About what, though? It's so funny because from our perspective, we're like, you're Mikey C. I would go on a date with you and have a blast. Oh, well. You're, he's speaking for himself, by the way, but it's... Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's been the one advantage of dating in the COVID era because you can't really, like... It, it, it's a lot cheaper because you could just say, all right, let's meet for like ice cream outdoors. You don't have to go to like dinner in a restaurant and, and dancing and a move, you know, all that stuff. So at least it's easier in that regard. Okay. But what happens when it's winter? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, I just made this so much sadder than it had to be. Do you need, do not eat ice cream in the winter? Yeah, I know. We could still eat ice cream in the winter. I don't eat ice cream, period. It's too cold, but um, I gotta go. I'm leaving. <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's just not my thing. But no, and and I'm also not like one of those people who like let's go skiing. Like it's oh. not. It's not my. I don't like the cold. I don't at all. So um, well, skiing is a big step, especially for like a date thing. But um, 
you wouldn't even do so if you were to go on a date if i was to ask you on a date and you and i said oh let's go get ice cream you wouldn't be into that well no i'd go with you i just like i sure i'd go with you if it wasn't like just as an activity yeah like well there isn't really much else to do i like googled before i went on my my date the one tinder date that i did go on i googled like what's the number one thing to do like um number one dating activity in the COVID era and it was go for a walk believe it or not but i mean then you gotta go through like the whole well that's really not safe to ask a chick to go for a walk you know i think i'm gonna like try and rape her and leave her in the woods or something that's thoughtful honestly though that is that is a a thoughtful thing to think of because that is very very true the optics (laughs) of it but i will say like the idea of like an ice cream based date which is like short term like mm-hmm. it could be as short as five minutes and as long as two hours but like if i really hate the guy like i'll always go for the ice cream kind of date because i just throw the ice cream out and leave and go well, get another one somewhere else that's exactly what the girl did when the date that i <laughs> wait no that was going to be my next question was what did you end up doing on this date all right so so i go so i finally after all like i had like eight chicks that i talked to on tinder they were all fizzled out either from me losing interest or them who knows finally decide all right i'm actually gonna go on a date with this chick she was um she was on a paranormal reality go uh, one of those paranormal reality shows you know like those ghost hunters and everything she was anyways um i won't tell you the name of it but she was like actually in one of these paranormal like reality shows is she the most interesting person in the world because that's what it sounds like you would think so or at least be interesting enough to have a fun date with so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go out with this chick. She wasn't the best looking of the bunch, but she was pretty. <laughs> and like, I seemed, it seemed like we were like getting along. So I go to get ready for this date. Now, I'm telling you, like, even though I'm Mikey C, I'm super nervous for this date. And like, now that I'm like, uh, I, I don't know, now that I'm like all into like uh, my looks and everything like that, it's so much work to get like ready for a date. I had to freaking get my hair ready. And um, and my beard dye was like <laughs> was like uh, dripping and everything because I'm like sweating getting ready for this day because I'm so nervous. Finally get ready. I have like now I'm going to the day. I've got like the AC like on like ten because I'm just like sweating because I'm so nervous. Finally like anxiety like calms myself down because I wasn't really going to go on this day because like I, I really wasn't into her because of her like looks wise. I thought I, I wasn't that attracted to her, but she seemed like an interesting person. And, and, and so I said, okay, I'll go. We go on this date and um, she gets out of her car. And here's another thing in my problem. I can't date people my age. She was like my age. And here's another problem of mine. But as soon as I saw her, I'm like, God, this girl is so old. <laughs> so right off the bat, I was kind of like a little disappointed. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe we're having this conversation. I love it. I love it. You well, like you like, probably, you like dating people a lot younger than you or just like a little long, younger than you? At least like 10 years younger than me, at least, probably. Keeps things fresh, I guess. Yeah. So after I see her, I'm like, hey, you're so old. Like, um, you know, I smile. I, there was no hugs, of course, because it's COVID. So you just kind of walk over to her and you're like, hey, what's up? And... um. And so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have fun. I'm on a date. I'm just gonna gonna have fun, check out this girl. So so we talk a little bit, go to get ice cream and everything, and I were eating the ice cream. I'm like, so tell me about this paranormal reality show, you know? Oh, I hated it. I just did it to be on TV. 
end of discussion. Didn't want to talk about it at all. I'm like, that just like took away everything I was going to talk about on this date. That's <laughs> right so unfortunate. There. That's so boring. It's very 2020. How could you not want to talk about ghosts and stuff like that? Wow, that really sucks. So that was like, like you just didn't have anything else to talk about then? I mean, you probably like, knowing you, you probably like prepped like questions, like you came ready to go and then just yeah, got well, shut down. The funny thing is, no, I, I still think that the date went like pretty well. I still think like the conversation was good. It was like even back and forth. And I, I didn't think it was a bad date at all, but she did like, didn't finish her ice cream. It was like, maybe went not even an hour fucking threw away her ice cream, um, did give me a hug goodbye, and was like, all right, um, I'll talk to you later. So then, and now here's the weird thing. So I'm like, all right, so like, uh, I'm like, I thought it was a, I thought it was an okay date. I'm not a good first dater, it was probably a lot on me. So I'm like, so I'm like, I would go out with this girl again. So I sent her, like, I waited a little bit, didn't hear from her, sent her like a text the next day, and she like, took like, like, a half a day to respond. And finally, was like, "Oh, that's cool," or whatever. I think she she wanted like she was. We were talking about like a TV stuff or whatever, and I sent her a picture of me on TV because she was like, "Oh, you got any pictures of yourself on TV?" Like she didn't believe I was Mikey C or something. I don't know. So I sent her a picture of me <laughs> on TV. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, that's cool." That was it. Never heard from her again. I ended up getting ghosted by a girl who was on a paranormal reality show. That's so unfortunate. That's that's. I saw that coming. That's. Wow, just so much, so much to unpack there. Like, yes. wow, okay, I have a lot of questions based on this story that you just told me. Good, because I'm wondering, where I, where did I go wrong on the date? How come she wasn't interested? I mean, maybe, well, that's, here's another question. Did she ask you a lot about yourself, or was it about her? No, I think the conversation was very good. It was very, like, into, like, asking each other about things. Um, yeah, because she was really, because I don't know if I've told you, I I take care of my mother who's elderly or whatever. She actually takes care of elderly people too. So it was very like compatible in that regard. Um, conversation was like really good. I didn't think it was like, um, you know, anyone talking about themselves more than each other or whatever. We were both seemed like we were into each other. But then I thought about, so now I'm thinking about it like a little bit later. I'm like, did she ghost me or did I ghost her? Because I did text her and she did respond eventually. I mean, <laughs> the, the rule here, I feel like, is like, like if I'm texting a guy or whatever and then I'm the last text, then I'm waiting. Like I'm not going anywhere on that. But if he's the last text, then I know it's my responsibility to reinitiate the conversation. All right, but this girl was texting me like a lot, like up until like our date. She was texting me like we texted a lot, and usually you could tell like um usually you could tell when a when a relationship goes south by the whole like text exchange changes or whatever. You could tell you know you, you could read those things, and so after this date, I didn't hear from her at all except for that one response. That's really annoying. And I would I would have gone out with her again. It sets a bad tone, but you tried. Um, I, uh, I'm hanging on a detail uh, from right. the very beginning of this story. What's that? Did you say beard dye? <laughs> Did you yeah, like, I say you. those, like, like I, is it the whole 
how does how does this i've never even heard of like specific dive for beards so i like i need to know everything about that oh yeah let me tell you about my adventures with beard dye so so i so um my beard i don't know if you could tell it here it, it, it does get a little salt and peppery a little gray or whatever yeah it's nice well it looks even nicer i think when it's when it's all dark makes me look a little bit younger makes me look a little bit more dangerous i think I don't know, whenever I, <laughs> do you ever see, you guys probably haven't seen this Netflix show, 365 Days? No. Oh, well, there's like this, the show is about this, um, this uh, mafia guy who kidnaps, who kidnaps this chick and tells her, he says, I'm not going to, he said, I I'm kidnapped you. You can't leave. I'm not going to rape you. I'm not going to force myself on you, but I'm going to keep you here for a year. And if you're not in love with me after this year is over, I'll let you go. And um, that sounds so problematic, but go on. <laughs> well, it was going to be my next dating idea. So. <laughs> but anyways, this guy, he's got like, he's like one of those like mafia guys, you know, like those Spanish mafia guys. And he's got like a really dark beard. Very like conquistador, like most yeah. interesting man in the world kind of. Yeah, kind of like that. Except I think his beard is gray. Oh yeah, maybe. But um, oh. Dos Equis. No wait. No, I think you have another gray beard. Whatever. Anyways. But he looked very dangerous. He looked very mafia dangerous, like chicks would like or whatever. Yeah, you you think know. that's that mafia dangerous look is sexy? Well, I've been getting when I when I did dye myself. I some so for my birthday somebody got me that uh, three. I got a so says like a thing is uh, got me a thing of just for men. You know that hair dye thing. And I tried it, it looked great. And I got so many compliments about my beard. So I'm like, all right, this is really cool. I'm like, I mean, like I could tell like whenever I walked into a room, like heads were turning. So I'm like, all right, beard is like the answer to it. But then this, I, I used it for like a month and it was fine. Then like for some, whatever reason, a month later, I started getting like an irritation from it. Like, and like, I read like, um, like those chemicals and hair dye and everything like that can cause that. So I'm like, oh, and it got really bad to the part where I couldn't even, it was like burning my skin. I was itchy all day. And so I'm like, oh God, I finally figure out something that makes me really hot and I can't even do it. I'm like, it's just my luck. So like I go, you know, you hit Google up, like um, answer to like a uh, beard dye or whatever. And I find this like thing that's uh, called simpler hair dye for men. It's supposed to be the safe alternative to beard dye. It was like 80 bucks online, but I'm like, fuck it. If it, if it works, I'm like, this is what I need. So I order it. it. It comes. I'm like all excited. I put it on. Like an hour later, I'm like, okay, I feel okay. Maybe three hours later, I get a little bit itchy. And I'm like, all right, maybe it'll go away. I go to bed, wake up at three in the morning. My pillow is soaked. My face was leaking pus. I'm, my, it was swollen, like out to here, my whole entire head. I had to like go upstairs, shave it off, and I had to work the next day. I literally had to take a napkin and walk around with a napkin to my face because my face was leaking pus. It was the most disgusting thing ever. I was swollen up to here like a chipmunk, all red. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I cannot believe that because those side effects are, and at least this is like, like as a woman who has historically box dyed my hair, the like, 
pain and like the burning and whatever is pretty normal. But like once the, the dye is out, you're, you should be like good to go. Well, this like, I, even like days later, it would still like, even after I shaved it all off, it was still bothering. But, but here's the question, maybe you know, this was in the middle of the summertime. It almost feels like this could be more of a heat rash. Could the, could the dye be getting into my pores and kind of clogging my pores and like causing a heat rash? I don't know. Mike, look this up. Yeah, I yes, don't know. I don't need to. I don't gotta You're look it up. So here, here's the deal. Um, there's yes, because when it gets really warm, pores open up, but also you need to do like a toner and a moisturizer on a regular basis because it fills the pores. And if you want to do a um cut out what's it called when the makeup you put it on before a primer. Oh wow. I think yeah. like a primer would make a lot of sense because it fills the pores, right? I mean this all yeah that all makes a lot of sense i just feel like it's a lot of work for well you care <laughs> i still kind of feel like i'm i'm not totally done on it i'm going to give it another try in the fall when it gets cooler no why <laughs> why why because i look hot that's why with it well you pick something else mikey Jeez. well i did find this other thing i should have brought it with me there was some like all right there's I'm like, I can't believe this. I've tried every option, but I did find like another option. It was this stuff that comes in like, it looks like a mascara thing. And it, it literally, it's it's like, a, you, you could use it on your head or your beard. Yes. And it'll cover up grays or whatever. And it literally is like a mascara brush. And you could like, like apply it like, like, like mascara, but it's kind of temporary. It is temporary. And, yeah. And like, I've noticed sometimes when I wipe my face, it does come off a little bit. Yeah. And I'm wondering if I kiss a girl, is she going to like have like a black mouth after it? <laughs> I mean, look, that's, that's, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves there. I feel like, um, but I, yes, I have used those things and they are really great. But the second that you wash your face or your hair, but the second you wash your hair is gone. So mm -hmm. it's, that's, that's a little bit painful. Um, well, that's the only thing I've been able to find for now that's worked. I was going out getting ready for this date and I was, I had the mascara beard dye going and I was doing it, but I was sweating like, I was sweating like I was Patrick Ewing at the foul line and it was just all dripping all over my shirt and like all over like my ch chest and everything like that. And it was the most, uh, getting ready for this date was like the most painful experience in like years that I think I've had. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. The immediate image that went to my head, this doesn't have to do with like beards or anything, but you, you, I'm sure I've seen friends um, when Ross wears like the leather pants and then he goes on the date and then he can't like get them back on. No, he can't get them back on. So yeah. he takes them off. No, I haven't seen that episode. Oh, it's really funny anyways, but it's like really stressful and difficult. Um, do you only, you only dye your beard or you do your hair too? I've only dyed. Yeah. My hair, I guess is still okay. So yeah, I've only dyed my beard. That's funny. That's really funny. Well, if it means anything, I think the salt and pepper look is like, and you know, you, do, do you really want to look like a mafia serial killer? That's like a whole other conversation we could get into, but. Um, yeah, look at this guy. You see here, I'm gonna hold up a picture to the phone. Yeah, right? okay, he is kind of hot and dangerous. That's what I'm talking about. All right, all right, I see your mm -hmm. point. We're gonna find you, I put this on my to-do list. We're gonna look for a solution for you. Um, and that'll be our gift to you for coming on our show twice. <laughs>
be careful it's when, if it's another safe you know natural beard dye because they don't i'll give it anything a try but see you gotta just make sure like you gotta look for that fda approval too like that's a big thing so what i do know right now is that there's uh something called fenlamine something ppd ppd yeah. <laughs> probably allergic to it yeah well this one that i ordered though it was ppd free ammonia free ppd free that's why I think it could, that's why I'm thinking maybe this isn't a reaction to the chemical. Maybe this is just like a heat rash and stuff. These natural products, these natural products have all this crap in them. Like my sister has like a really bad potassium allergy and like I sent her this really nice lavender soap and that was like, and it had potassium in it. And even though like, like she, her allergy is basically like she doesn't eat bananas. Like that's a thing. Um, but I didn't realize that like applying potassium topically like was a problem for her um should have probably done my research on that but is she one of those type of people of people i mean there's people that are like just allergic to everything that are allergic to like you know air and peanuts and everything like that i'm not like that i'm there's nothing really that i even know of that i'm allergic to so for me to have an allergic reaction to this is kind of strange yeah i guess well we're gonna we're gonna do some research and we're gonna find you something um I'm confident that there's something out there. I have a dermatologist friend that I'm, oh, I'm really? going to call. We, oh, we can all wow. call her up. I like it. We're going to fix it. Um, before we let you go, because I know you have to go soon, can we uh, talk a little bit about your job and about sports? Yeah, so, uh, you know, this is actually funny because I was, you know, I wanted to talk about sports a little. Have you guys missed there not being fans? Have you watched much sports since it's been back? Have you watched the NBA or baseball? I don't really miss it because you don't, I don't miss sports. You don't miss the fans, the fans. Right. I miss sports, but like, like I miss, it's hard. Cause like, I'm, I'm a religious follower of NFL football and I would, I would box college football in there as well too. Like I'm not a huge NBA fan. I'm watching the finals. Cause like whatever. Um, and I watch the W just out of posterity. Um, but I'm, I haven't really, like it's kind of nice to not see like the assholes like standing around with signs and yelling and spilling <laughs> popcorn all over each other. It it allows us to focus on the game. Yeah, like I mean, I like watching basketball. I don't notice it at all, to be honest with you. Like once the game starts and everything, I I really don't even notice if there's fans there or not. Right. Baseball, it's kind of weird. I'm a big baseball fan, so I've been watching baseball, and it's a little bit weird with them, but um. The only thing that really bothers me, and I don't even watch it anymore, is wrestling. <laughs> if you yeah. put on WWE. That, that would feel lonely. Weird. That would yeah. feel lonely. I even think with baseball, by the way, like, I understand that everyone's trying to be as safe as possible and we don't want sports to go away. Not that this has been a problem for baseball anyways, because teams have gotten it and it's been a whole ordeal. But as far as fans in the stands, like, there are just so many and arguably this with football too, but just the way that a baseball field is laid out, there are just so many sections. You could like do something really nice for your fans and like raffle off like, oh, do you have a group of like, like a family of like five or something? Like, let's give you the opportunity to have a whole section to yourself and then like bring in like the concession workers just to work that section and get people paid. Like this could be a really progressive, thing and i mean there's no effort obviously being made but but no there, there is in in uh in college they've been talking about it uh, like uh, i know uh notre notre dame has been talking about having like uh 
I think it was like 20% capacity. Except Notre Dame, they they already got it at Notre Dame. Like, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they were talking about doing like almost exactly what you're saying. Like, have like pods and even like have like glass shields around these pods where people could sit. And you're right. Like, even if they just have like certain groups up, at least like you could have concession workers working and stuff like that. There has been some talk in football about it. We'll see. We'll see. I miss everyone's opinions. I like hearing everyone's opinions in the stands. <laughs> it informs my opinions. <laughs> well, it, it's funny. Like, I don't know, whatever they're doing to, like, I know some leagues are, like, actually piping in crowd noise or something like that. For the most part, like, they're actually doing a pretty good job, though. You're right. You don't hear the booing like you normally would in games. Right. Right. And the broadcast itself, like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but most of the broadcasts that we've been doing at ESPN, like, the play-by-play guys are actually in our studio in Bristol. They're not even, some of them aren't even at the games or anything. Right, right. And, and like, I think, like, I feel like I notice because I'm in the business, but I don't know if, like, uh, the casual fan would really notice. Like, No, I mean, they, they usually mention it, like, a few times during the broadcast, like, oh, yeah, I'm in Bristol, and this person's here, and sometimes they're not even together, which is interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely a, a challenging thing, I'm sure, to be making right now, but I don't think it's a challenging thing to watch at all as a fan. Like, yeah, I'm still tuning in for my Yankees the same way that I would, and it's, it's no big thing. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I, I mean, I don't really know what to expect. I'm very, Mike and I had our, our podcast groups, like fantasy football draft last night. Oh, it was did? my first oh. one. Um, I'm going to pull some quote from this interview to use as the name of my fantasy team. Because um, <laughs> I haven't thought of anything. But I'm. It dripping beard dye? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the one. That's the it. one. I hope you win. <laughs> I hope so too. Yahoo Sports doesn't think I'm going to win, but we'll see. Oh, they didn't um, give you a good ranking? No, <laughs> no. I'm last. I was ranked last in the league. I was like, nah. But I did a lot of really like. I I like to go a little rogue at times and like, like pick Mike Gesicki as like my fifth round selection, like which is <laughs> not a rogue pick though. And wait, she too did that soon. to hurt me. I did. She do did that. it to hurt me. I did personally. do that to hurt you. Really? Where did Brady go? Did Brady go high in your draft or not? Fourth round. Fourth round? Like, as far as QBs, like, was he, uh, I mean. He was up he might have been. He might have been first or third after Mahomes and, and, and Jackson. And Lamar, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, so, I, I'm so confused. Of, I, I'm trying to figure out how he's going to do this year. Like, Lamar? I guess that's like, no, Brady. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's, like, the question, like, most people are like, oh, so how do you think Brady's going to be this year? And like I swear, like a month ago, I'm like, oh, I think he's gonna kill it. He's got Evans and Goodwin and all these guys and everything. And Gronk. And, uh, and Gronk, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing too. Picking tight ends in fantasy was tough this year because I mean, after like Kittles and um, Kelsey, Kelsey yeah. it's just like a huge drop off. But then I'm thinking, well, maybe Gronk will do good though. I mean, he's always put up numbers when he plays. I think Tampa, Tampa Bay is gonna be a dumpster fire. Really? See, I thought that too a while ago. I, I can't wait for it. I'm so excited for all of my New England fans who are like still kind of <laughs> latched on to their quarterback to just continue to be disappointed and have just a really bad year. Right. I think with Brady, 
when it comes to drafting him is he's a great starter that you can get probably in like the seventh round. Yeah. I don't know why the dude in our draft picked him in the fourth round. I was like, you could have had him three rounds later and it still would have been a reach. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you would think that, I mean, you would think you could maybe even pick like a Garoppolo that's going to put up just as much as good numbers, if not better than Brady. Like that would be like, if I had a, if I was a betting man, that's what I would probably predict would happen this year. But, you know, there's the nostalgia Brady people that still think he's going to kill it in Tampa Bay. Are you not a betting man? Not really. I don't make enough money to be a betting man. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But you do play fantasy, though. Like yeah, I do play fantasy. fantasy. I love it. I'm in three leagues this year. so It's fun. Have you drafted yet? I did one draft so far, and I've got another one this weekend. And uh, I, I think I had Leonard Fournette on my first team, so I'm already doing terribly. <laughs> <laughs> no, my he dad. He got picked up. My dad drafted did him. He, like, I don't even know. Who did he get picked up by? Well, now he's going to apparently play at Tampa Bay, and that happened in the middle oh, of our draft last night. Wait, yeah, so this is crazy. <laughs> my dad picks him up, and he's like, I don't know what's going to happen with this guy. I know that, that this is a whole wild card situation. My dad plays with us because he's fun, but he's like, He's like, I just want to like throw a wrench in the machine here and pick up Leonard Fournette. And then like not a round later, the news broke that he's going to Tampa Bay. And it's like, oh, oh man. God. Sometimes the jokes write themselves. Oh, <laughs> seriously. It's wild. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, we'll see what happens with him. We yeah, will. The question I always get is how's Brady and then how's Cam going to do in New England? You guys, don't, I bet you aren't too optimistic about Cam then either. Solid number two. Yeah, he's got great teeth, though. It's oh, really pretty. Everything about his appearance <laughs> is just miraculous. Like, yeah. That matters to me a lot when I draft, honestly. When I was live <laughs> drafting with everyone, I was like, I, I was picking between people, and I was like, I do have to go with Russell Wilson because from, like, an emotional standpoint, I have to. I can't okay. let someone else get him. I get very jealous. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He does. Mike must be a trip in a fantasy league. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's, and he tells us why he loves each of them too. And it's always like, oh, because like he's got just excellent hair, like <laughs> excellent, best hair in the NFL, every, every pick or whatever. Um, but that's why I picked up Gardner Minshew. That being said, right. Because I was number one. Yahoo agreed. Right. That's true. Well, there you Yahoo go. said, bam. <laughs> That's how they make their player rankings, too, is all based on their appearance. I think if you did a draft just based on skin complexion, teeth, and hair, you would probably do pretty good. <laughs> Doesn't hurt. that, And that just all alludes to confidence, which is like the whole... Hey. Howard Stern, I remember being a kid listening to Howard Stern, and he said there's nothing more important than being good looking. And I've always like kind of like gone by that. And... Uh... You guys are quiet now. So <laughs> you you love Howard Stern. I every you bring up Howard Stern a lot. I do. That's my dream is to replace Howard. He keeps talking about retiring. That's what I want to do. I want to take over for Howard Stern. No way, Mikey! Oh my God, why are you bringing what? this up now? What? It's three thirty. You said you had to go. Well, what more is there to say about wanting to replace Howard Stern? I just I need to know all about your your emotional love affair with this man. No, I just he's the best. You got to even if you don't like him, you got to admit he's the greatest interviewer like definitely like on radio is concerned i mean i don't know if i'd put him in like walter cronkite era but he's probably even up there i mean i've heard this guy interview i mean this guy will interview like a homeless person on the street and make it sound interesting 
So you got to give them credit for that. All right. Like, I hear you. I just, I, like, it's so specific and it's so, that's such like a, like a generational thing. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, I didn't grow up listening to Howard Stern, but it's. I'm like, it is kind of a generational thing. Like, especially listening to him now, like, and people talking like, like that they don't listen to Howard Stern. I mean, that was, when I was a kid, that was like the show to listen to. You know? All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind the next time that I listen. Cause I, that's just, I, now that you mention it, I, you have brought that up a lot. Like in, you brought that up last time we talked and you bring it up a lot on stupidity. Yeah. I feel which, like. Which starts with a weekly thing next week. So yeah, real quick. Can we talk about that? What's what you're doing weekend observations. It's going to be every week. That's what Stugat says. It's going to be a weekly podcast. So now it's like my, and it's great because he lets me do whatever I want on it. Uh, the last, the last episode that we did, we did Mikey C trivia. It was amazing. <laughs> right? It was did so funny. It? Yes. Mm. It was excellent. So now I'm trying to think, I, I need something big for like our first episode. There's this guy on TikTok here. Let me show you this guy on TikTok. I've been trying to track him down. I want to interview this guy because he's like the most interesting person I've ever seen. He makes these TikTok videos. Um, you're going to laugh. Um, he makes these TikTok videos here. Let's see if you can hear it. Oh, let me turn on my phone. Your face. Oh, your ex. You break my heart, I break your face. Only thing worse than you is nothing. Send this to your ex. See, you break my heart. I just think he's the most, <laughs> he Send makes all these videos like that. And I'm like, God, this would be a great first interview. I, I don't know if, if I would put him in the territory of the most interesting man. Roses are red, violets are black. Why did you have to step my back? <laughs> I thought you were cool, but you just used me. Now I'm the fool and you got off scot-free. But listen to this, you arrogant clown. One day your world will turn upside down. And when it does, I'll laugh at your downfall. When you have no friends and nobody to call. Well, this one, all right, that one's not that good. Here, let me find you one good one. That sounded like a curse. Like he was putting like a hex on us. <laughs> Most of them are like, send this to somebody you don't like. Here, this one. Here, let's see, this, this one's good. Send this to someone you don't like. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Look at how stupid you are. When you fall, please break your legs. You have such a big forehead. I will laugh while you're in pain. Then I'll push you off a plane. Send this to someone you don't like. Oh my so God. I'm trying to track him down to be like my first uh, smoke break interview. I think that would be good. That would be hilarious. I right? that's that's definitely yeah. Bring in the TikTok star, and that's the very TikTok on brand star. for you. <laughs> very on brand for you. It's gonna yeah. be such a fun show. I I'm so excited. Those are my favorite episodes of Stupidity. So um, yeah. No, maybe people I just say they're like the best rated ones. So right. yeah. Well, people like them. I don't, and it's funny, like, I didn't even really listen to the original Weekend Observation show. Um, mm. You know, when I was around and stuff, I wasn't really doing the whole drive to work or drive anywhere thing. Well, of course I don't it was on drive. Sunday morning. It was a tough time. Yeah, but these, but these episodes are great. So we're really excited for it. Um, anything mm. else you got coming up that you want to plug? You got a new ESPN radio lineup. I don't know what you're working on right now, but... Yeah, I mean, we got the doing lineup at work, and there's been a lot of like, oh, is it going to do good? Is it going to do bad? I'm actually kind of, now that it started, I, I don't really get to listen to all of the shows. Um, I listen to a little, little bit of the new morning show, and it sounds okay. I really listen, I've listened to Greeny's show a lot, and he's actually, I really liked Greeny's show. 
um, the rest of the shows I haven't gotten to listen to yet, but things are going good there. Good. So, yeah. And nothing else. No dates lined up. It's just going to be me at the gym for like another three months. Sweat and beard die. <laughs> well, if you get lonely, you can always call us. We'll always be here to, to rant to. Yeah, let's check in like when football happens so we can see really what happens with these Bucks and Patriots and stuff. I would love that. Yeah. Can we have you back in like a month? Yeah. Whatever. Is that when football starts? What are we like? Two, football starts one like week in away? a week away. Days. A, week, a week from today. Yeah. All right. So yeah, about a month sounds good. Yeah. We'll, we'll touch base then. And, um, and thanks right. so much for, for talking to us again. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Let me know if you find out anything about, uh, about the beard dye stuff. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I plan on it. Yeah, All we're right. going to do some intense research. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, bud. Bye. Take care, guys. Need a burrito. Need a burrito. That was fun. Yeah.